0: Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hope all is well with you and yours for this is the day that the Lord has made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord for God is good. He is good. How many of you know that God has been good to you? If you're on this side of glory today, I'm here to tell you today and to remind you today that God is, is good and his mercy is mercy and for forever. I know we're in the holiday season and many of you are gearing up. You're buying your gifts and you're you, you bought your flights and you're, you're making travel arrangements and plans. But I'm asking you today, Will you take time out to worship the King, the reason for the season? We know that Jesus was not born in December. We know that he's the lily of the valley. and He's the bright and morning star. But what we're looking at here on today, we ask that you just continue to go in and let's just give his name the honor and the praise, the glory and the power. For his and his alone, amen. Without further ado this morning, we have Sister Johnson that's going to come in with us this morning, amen. And she's going to work with us, amen. And she's going to um, bring forth what God is um, doing um in her life, amen. For she's just such a talented individual and God is just so good to us. We better, he's been better to us than we've been to ourselves. So this morning, without any further ado, let's go right over to our praise and worship service with Sister Johnson.
1: Hallelujah. Good morning, Praise House. It's always, I mean, safe house. I called you guys Praise House, but it is a house of praise as well. Hallelujah. It's so good to be back with you all. And, and, you know, I can't see you on this end, but I just hope that in your homes that you're worshiping and that you're giving God all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor. Hallelujah.
2: Hallelujah.
1: praise on this morning. Nobody else deserves the glory, the honor, all of our worship but him. And on this morning, I just want God to receive my worship. You know, it's been a rough week. It's been a rough year. But on this morning, I just want him to receive my worship because he is working. And what I realized is is that nobody can worship him for me. You can't do it. Nobody can worship God for me.
2: You, Lord, you are worthy, and no one can worship.
1: and bask in his presence this morning I don't have much to give to the Lord but what I do have is my worship and it's sincere and it's flowing straight from my heart so God receive our worship on this morning Oh yeah. Hallelujah. How many of you know that you are safe in the Lord's arms? No matter what you've been through this year, one thing we knew for sure was that the Lord was our shepherd and that we were safe in his arms. And there's no better hands to be in. All State is good, State Farm is good, but there's no better hands to be in in the hands of the Lord. Because the Lord
2: is my shepherd, and I have everything I need, he lets me rest in the man of strength, and he leads me beside the choir, helps me to do what I was him the most. That's why I'm safe. That's why I'm safe. That's why I'm safe, safe in his arms, because the Lord
0: How many of you know you, that you're safe in his arms? How many of you know that you're just safe in his arms on this morning? That we are just able and just so glad to know that we can just rely on him, to know that we can lay back and know that he said, Cast our cares, for he cares for us. Amen. Hallelujah. How many of you know that God has just been good to you? If you know he's been good to you, why don't you just put your hand up, Amen, in agreement with me this morning and just say, God has been good. He's been better than good. He's been better than kind. He's love. He's peace. He's omnipotent. He's all seeing and he's all knowing. And I'm just so grateful, 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 grateful to for all that he has done and all that he continues to do in my life. If, If he's done something in your life on today. Will you give him a hallelujah? Will you give him a thank? Will you give him a praise Off? Would you join me in giving him a praise off this morning just to say, Lord, I thank you? Because it could have been another way, Lord. For some, it was another way, but Lord, you didn't allow it to happen in our life. You didn't allow it to happen on this end, Lord. And we're just grateful. We're grateful. We're grateful. We're grateful. I know we say that all the time, but I mean it all the time. Amen. That we are grateful for him and whom all blessings flow for. He's good. 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 Come on, let us go into a word of prayer this morning, if we can. Oh, Lord, and the Father, Lord Jesus, we come to you this morning, Lord. We want to say we thank you. Lord, we thank you for yet another wonderful day, Lord. Yet another opportunity, Lord Jesus, to... Come, Lord Jesus, before your people, oh God. Lord, you ask that you've given us the humblest, of our heart, oh God, that we speak, Lord Jesus, that which you have us to speak. Lord Jesus, that we say that which you have us to say, Lord Jesus, that we go where you have us to go, Lord Jesus, and we pray how you have us to pray. Lord, I ask that you look upon, Lord Jesus, the bereaved families on this morning, oh God. You know who they are, Lord Jesus, all around the world, Lord. For- Young people have been checking out here, Lord Jesus, at an astronomical rate, oh God. But Lord Jesus, you know all, Lord Jesus, you see this week, Lord Jesus, that laws were passed and things were done, oh God. Lord Jesus, but you said, Lord Jesus, that you would provide a way of escape, oh God. I'm reminded what you did for Noah, oh God. I'm reminded, Lord Jesus, what you've done for Lot, Lord Jesus. I'm reminded for what you've done for others, oh God, before you came in, oh God, and just allow rampant destruction, oh God. You allow your hand to be removed, oh God, and allow the enemy just to do any and everything he want to do, oh God. You said, Lord Jesus, if there'll be some just people in the land, Lord Jesus, and there will you look over them. And Lord, I thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for the just, O God. It didn't mean that we're perfect, O God, but Lord Jesus, that we're justified by your spirit, O God. We just by you, Lord, and I thank you, Lord, for all that you've done, Lord, I ask that you continue to watch them and keep them, Lord Jesus, those that are on the highways and the byways, oh God, continue, Lord, you to open up doors for your people, oh God, bless them, Lord, you in the heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit, Lord, you touch them physically, oh God, from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet, Lord, make them whole, oh God, Lord, you touch them in their minds, oh God, that their minds might be renewed and established, oh God, and walk therein, Lord, Lord, I ask that you continue to bless them, Lord Jesus, in they're going in and they're going out, Lord, I ask that you look upon their families, Oh God during this holiday season, oh God. Lord, I ask you strengthen them and keep them, oh God. Let someone ask, Lord Jesus, and then wonder, Lord Jesus, what must I do to be saved, oh God? Lord Jesus, how can I turn my life around, Lord Jesus, that I see the significance of this, oh God, that I understand, Lord Jesus, Lord, that I'm not promised tomorrow, oh God, Lord I'm not even promised the rest of the day, but Lord Jesus, because you live, oh God, Lord that I can face tomorrow, oh God, because you live, oh God, that I have the opportunity to the tree of life, Lord, and I thank you, Lord Jesus, Lord, for your anointing that destroys the yoke and set the captive free now lord we thank you for that lord we honor you for that lord you on this day and then this morning oh god lord you ask it lord you under the power of my voice oh god lord you that they slip up a hand oh god lord you they feel lord you that this is not spooky or anything but lord jesus that you are here oh god and that you're changing lives and that you're in the room, oh God, where they sit, oh God, you are omnipotent, you're all seeing, you all knowing, you all places at all times, oh God, and you're just waiting on us, oh God, and I thank you for that, Lord, and we love you for that, Lord, and we honor you, Lord, and we give your name all the honor and all the praise, Lord, touch each and every member of the Safe House Church, bless them and keep them, oh God, touch our minister of music, Sister Dominique, oh God, continue to bless, oh God. Let our gift continue to make room for our, Lord, uh, this love on us and keep us, O God, strengthen us. For we know this one thing, and we know this to be true, that we walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Good morning, good morning, good morning, safe house. For God is good and he's worthy to be praised. I hope that... This message this morning finds you well and able bodied, amen. For you know, the sun is shining outside. I know it's a little cloudy here in the city of Greensboro, but nonetheless, God is good and He's keeping us and He's keeping us alive and He's protecting us and He's watching over us. Do you not know that God said He will make with your enemies your footstool, that He will force your enemies to bless you, amen? And I'm a living witness of that, amen. I've seen His, his mercy and His grace towards me and my family, amen. And, and I know that many of you have seen your, His grace and His mercy towards many of you, amen. And I'm just so grateful, grateful, grateful to him for whom all blessings flow. For God knows all and he sees all and he's got us, amen. And I'm just so glad that he has us, amen. How many of you know you're glad to be in his arms? As she sung this morning that you're safe in his arms. I don't know about you, but I am glad to just be in his arms this morning. You know, yeah, we could have, you know, you could have been somewhere else. You could have been stuck out there and this, you know, out there, but you know what? Nonetheless, that we are in his arms and I am grateful, grateful, grateful for one. Good morning to the Safe House Church. Um, For those who this is your first time, good morning and welcome to the Safe House Church. My name is Dr. Peter Ely and I have the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful pr- privilege to serve as pastor of the Safe House Church for God has been so good to us. He's been better to us than we have definitely been to ourselves. And I am grateful, 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 grateful. I know I just say that, but I'm just grateful, 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 grateful. Like I say, if you've been through what I've been through, if you you know what I know, Lord, and, and I know some of you know your own story, that people don't believe and understand why are you still here, why are you still worshiping, but we have the advantage for those who are of the household of faith that we have an advantage that God is with us and he's taking care of us and he leads and he directs our footsteps and our path, amen, into righteousness, and I'm grateful, grateful to um, him for that. So if this is your first time here at the Safe House Church, um, I want to just say um, welcome to you again. Here at the Safe House Church, we work off three principles that we believe God has called us to in this part of the vineyard, That we call it DEA, that's Discipleship, Empowerment and Accountability discipleship in that what we're going to teach you guys, where we're going to walk with you, we're going to talk with you and we're going to give you everything that we know, what little that we do know amen, as we walk towards perfection and then we're going to empower you that you're going to walk and you're going to use the gifts and the talents that God has given you and he's going to continue to expand and open and expose and put you in situations and and things that's going to just continue to grow the gift, amen and then we have the last piece of accountability that I'm accountable to my brothers and sisters, my brothers and sisters are accountable to us, amen, and we hold each other accountable. You just can't do any and everything you want to do because you want to do it. This is the world that we live in now. If you don't like your gender, you just can change it. Oh, come on, somebody. I'm not going to go there this morning, but see, this is the kind of world that we in now that if you want to walk up and tell people start calling you cats, you can be called a cat. Hey oh man, even though you look ridiculous being called a cat and you look ridiculous and we all know that you're not a cat, but you know, we can call you a cat. This is the world that we live in, but we live in a world of accountability that I don't choose a lot of things, but I do choose how I get to react to them. Oh, come on somebody. I do not choose a lot of things, but I do get to choose how and when I react to them. Amen. And I'm grateful for one, for God has been good to us. Amen. And he's taking care of us and he's, keeping us alive, and I'm just grateful, amen, why don't you put it in, if you, if you're just grateful to be alive this morning, let's put it in the chat, amen, you know, here at the Safe House Church, we got about five different platforms going on here at the same time, we on Twitch, we on YouTube, we on Facebook Live, we got the live Zoom going on here, amen, so we just got information coming from all places, but the Bible said, go ye into all the world, teaching them the Lord Jesus about the goodness of Jesus. Amen. So here we are answering the great commission. So I don't know which platform you might watch on. You might see us on Twitter. You might see us on Instagram, but we're doing our best to what to answer that call and go into all platforms. So if you're there this morning, just, I want you to say, uh, just, just give God a praise. Amen. Just type in a praise. Amen. And as I've been telling you all, this is the as we prepare, as we um, com- go to the conclusion of the year of the double harvest, that we're walking towards Rehoboth. Rehoboth meaning that God makes room for us, Amen. That He's make room, Amen. How many of you know that God is making room for you? Like this year, He's giving you more than you probably ever had, Amen. I, mean, I know for certain. That I've had more right now than I've ever had. When we talk about Physically, financially, socially, whatever, that God is what he's given the double, you know, the double harvest. Amen. And with that double harvest, then what he had to do, what for us to be able to contain that harvest that he's given us to be able to give to somebody else then we have to, what? He has to make room for us, amen. And in 2023, we believe that he is making room, amen. I see somebody got it this morning, that he is making room, he is making room, he is making room, he is making room, amen. And I don't know what he's gonna do and how he's exactly how he's gonna do, but I do know, you know he's gonna answer his, Um, he's gonna be faithful to his call. He's gonna be faithful to what he said that he's gonna do, amen. And he's gonna follow through on that, and I'm grateful for one. Amen. 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 Bless you, Jordan family. Amen. Amen. They got the assignment. Amen. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. For God has just been so good to us. So this morning, I um I know we in the Christmas season and people got things going. And next, we ask that you all I solicit your prayers for me. You know, as again, my gift has made you no know, personally, my gift has made room for me. God has opened up the door, and I'll be traveling. Um, uh, Sister Sherelle, I'm coming to Texas this week. I'll be there. I can't wait to um, meet. It's been a long time since I've been to Texas. It's been a long time. I bet I haven't been to Houston in over 20 years, amen. So I'm going down to Houston on this week, amen. And hopefully uh, me and Sister Ferrell, it's been a while since I've seen you, sister. Uh, maybe we can go and we can do dinner or something like that, her and the family, amen. And I'm just so grateful. Maybe get to holler at Pastor Biggers also while we there, um, in there in the state of Texas on um, this week. So I ask and I solicit your prayers. For me on this week as we are traveling. Amen. Now <laughs> you say, can't wait, let's eat. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, But I ask that you all continue to pray for me, that God continue to take me where he wants to lead me and guide me. Do you not know that God has um, believers in high places? He puts believers in high places. Why? Because somebody's got to be in place to speak truth to power. You know I know people had this thing and you know this 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 thought that Christians are busted and disgusted and we broke it in halfway and we only believe God because we have no choice. Amen. But God has been good to a number of us. Amen. Matter of fact, He's been good to all of us. Amen. And and then you know as we continue to exercise the gift and do the things that He's told us to do, and He's opening up more and more days more and more um, ways and and doors. Amen. And this such is the Safe House Church. We are blessed people. Amen. We don't have everything we want. No, we don't have the building we want yet. Amen. But it's coming in due season. In due season. He said, Well, be consistent. Answer the call. And I'm not gonna get into what I'm gonna preach this morning just yet. But we gotta keep going forward. Amen. And I, I just pray, Amen. I know many of you are doing, you know, awesome. Amen. God is opening your doors in your business. Amen. I know last week was out there with my wife and her business was just flourishing. Now she's doing work all over the place. People calling her you know, I told her, I said, girl, you didn't turn into a glitter bomb, amen, she got, you know, we call it Jesus glitter, all over her face and stuff, but, you know, God is opening up doors, amen, and, you know, the gift is making room, and I know, I've heard many of you others, the amen, that God is, I'm um, just opening up, you know, doors for you, and we're just grateful, 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 and I know, but at the same time, there's another group of people who are just, you know, in, in turmoil, and, and, and things are going on in their life, and and this is the thing: if we live long enough, that it what the Bible says, it rains on the just as well as the unjust, and none of us are immune for these things. Amen. I ask that you keep my mother-in-law in your prayers that she lost her um her uncle. Where he lose nobody, he transitioned. We know where he is. Amen. But he's he passed on to be with the Lord on this week. Amen. So like I said, I'm not immune for death either. Amen. That things happen on our end also. So we ask that you keep the uh, Patterson family. And the Lowe family, um, in your prayers, amen, as um, her um, uncle uh, passed away on um, this week. That was my mother-in-law, amen. So we're just um, I'm praying for the Patterson, the whole Patterson family, amen, that our prayers and our thoughts are with you, and our condolences to you. Um, I was very fond of him, amen. I knew him, and we spent time together, and I'm grateful. And, you know, we always used to have these things about, he would tell me about shooting rabbits and stuff. and <laughs> And, and, you know, we used to go back and forth about that, amen. But God is good, and we ought to celebrate and enjoy people while we have them. We do not know the day or the hour that the man of God shall return or the day or the hour that God has said that our work is done and we ought to transition on. So nonetheless, um, please keep um, our family in your prayers as we go forward. Amen. How many of you ready for the word on today? The word, the word, the word, the word. The Bible said that faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So watch this. Faith is not something that you see. You know, I got this. And I think Myron Golden said it best in that faith is not something that you see. And yeah, it never dawned on me until I looked. It's like most of the time in our faith, we get to the point we start seeing things. And when things don't look the way that we thought they should look, if things don't look like they're going to work out, if things don't look the way that it goes. This is why the Bible said that we walk by faith and not by sight. Because I see a thing, then because I see a thing, don't mean that I'm projecting it well. Remember that our sight, and you heard me talk about it before, that our sight is actually what more of a representation of our mind and our brain's ability to interpret the things in the light, that the reflection of the light and the cones in our eyes of what we see. Amen. So really, you know, we know that you see from the back of your head, amen. Oh, come on, somebody. This is science, right? You know, you can, like I said, this is Googleable, amen. So that we actually see from, you know, that in our mind interprets these things. So what? The more you're seeing, the more you can understand. But see, the thing, here's the problem. We have not seen it all. I've not seen it all. You have not seen it all. And because we have not seen it all, there's no way that we can sit out and we can declare and we can go forth and say, you know what? I know it all, and I got it all under control. No, because I have not seen it all. You know, I was telling, you know, Sister Johnson this morning as we was talking, amen, that I was telling her that, you know, the more that I, understand, you know, we was talking about all these things that we've done, we was talking about the gift-making room for her, and, you know, she was with um Minister um, um Marvin Winans and them, and she was playing that church. I, I don't know if y'all know that, like I said, that the, but our Minister of Music, um Dominique, is uh, a world-renowned organist, amen, y'all can see, you know, I mean, she's, playing for my piano there, you know, obviously at the home. But she, you know, she can she can get it with some of the best of them, amen. And she was out this week, and she was with Marvin Winers and out playing for them and their churches and all this kind of stuff. And we were talking about how the gift will make, you know, room for you, amen, and all that you know that you really don't know anything. And I was telling I said, what I understand and I get is the more that I know, the more I realize what I really don't know and how much I really don't understand because I see so many other people who are just as gifted and who may just be as as talented and who may in some instances be more talented than I am. And they, and I ask myself often is what's the difference between this person and this person. And a lot of times it's just what, one thing, God's favor on our life. Amen. And God's call on our life. Amen. And that's serving him and him rebuking the enemy for our sake. It's the same as that story. Um, goes with the family like well if this one was raised by this one and this one and they were raised by the same people why then one go this way and that way at the end of the day that God calls but what we have to answer the phone. Amen that God calls but we have to answer the call amen and as we answer that call on today I'm grateful for all that he's done and I'm um, all the safe house members I mean all the members here of the safe house church I think for all as I know everybody's doing well and everybody's hanging it up. Remember we still have our prayer services um, that is Monday um, Monday through um, Friday at 6 a.m. Again, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. We do still have our prayer services. Amen. I ask that you come on in and just pray with us for a little bit. We only have 30 minutes. Amen. First thing in the morning, amen. I'm, I'm talking to God and setting up the agenda for the day for him to keep us, protect us, and, and watch over us. Amen. So there is a word from the Lord on today that I want to share with you on this morning. I asked that you would you would would you please get your Bibles and, um, and prime them to be turned to the book of um First Peter. First Peter today is where I want to start with you on this morning. First Peter, and that is First Peter, the fifth chapter. First Peter the fifth chapter and verses five through, um, um, versus verse five, first Peter, um, verse five, and then we want to turn over to Proverbs. Um, that's the book of Proverbs, Proverbs, that book of, um, just wisdom. And when the book of Proverbs, we want to go to uh, Proverbs, the 18th, um, chapter and, um, verse number 16. That is a, a very well known, um, what should be as much as I talk about it. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, I give, um, verse here. Amen. Amen. So, all right. Um, remember, um, as we get closer to our new year service on um, this morning, good morning. Um, sister, i um, um, as we get closer to our new year service that we will be asking you all to do, um, testimony service on new year's. I want you to testify about the year of the double harvest as we go into the year of Rehoboth. Amen. That God has made room and He's making room. And remember, we talked about last week why is this important? Because every time that um was it um, now I can't remember the name was it <laughs> Joshua I think it was. Um, they went to build a, um, to make a well. Every time they made a well, that that well was what taken over from them. It was something about it. And somebody had this, and somebody had that. But then comes the point that he gets a well and God establishes it and nobody comes forward, amen, and God made it theirs and they prospered there in the land on that well. And I'm here to tell you today that as we walk into the year of Rehoboth that God has made way for us and we're going to be established there and he's going to open that door, amen, amen. So we am going to go to 1 Peter 5 and 10. Let me share that with you on this morning as we go here to our split screen and we will read as follow let's go here all right bible Uh, okay i got that zoomed in a little bit let me pull that out for you all right and he says this five and ten it says but the god of all grace who have called us unto his eternal glory by christ jesus After that, ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. After you have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. All right, let's go over to Proverbs, the 18th chapter. Verse number 16. And it says, A man's gift make it room for him and bring him before great men. A man's gift make it room for him and bring him before great men. Um, I'm not, it's my intention not to be before you long on this day, but I want to use for a subject on this morning. The subject would simply be this if I can get to it (laughs) how do I get in the room how do I get in the room so many people you know they come up with so many different things and things that we do now but how do we get in the room let's pray Lord, Heavenly the Father, Lord you we come to you this morning. Lord, each one said we thank you, Lord Jesus. Allow this word to go forth, Lord You Let it be established, Lord Jesus, in this mind, Lord Jesus, body, soul, and spirit. Oh, God, let this word, Lord Jesus, that we know that faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Lord, bless us and keep us and help us as we go forward on today. And Lord, we ask you to do all these things to others. And let this word be penetrating, Lord Jesus, on the hearts and minds of the souls of the people. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. How do I get in the room? We're in a day and time now, brothers and sisters, that everybody wants to be in the room, but everybody doesn't necessarily want to do what it takes to be in the room. And I ask myself, how do I get in the room? Some of us desire to be in rooms that God has no intent for us to be in. Some of us want to be in situations and circumstances, you know, and I think about it and I think about it in terms of myself sometimes. And I sit down and and I've been reflecting and say, Lord, why do I feel the need to be in this room? Why am I pushing to be in this room? Why do I want to be in this particular space, and many times that we have come to our own realization on some things, and we made our own idea about some things, and some things that we thought about, and we came and said, "Well, I thought it'd be good if I did this. Well, I think it might be good if I did that, or oh, I think I want to see myself in that situation, that in that circumstance." And we build these things that we call dreams. Amen. That many of us, you know, we know often in the world they tell us that we should chase our dreams and. After your dreams and go after your passions, but the Bible tells me that it's he that gives us the desires of our heart, amen. And I know you know people look at it, you know, uh, that scripture can be interpreted two ways, but I like to interpret it that he tells me exactly what I should desire and he puts it in my heart, amen. And if he puts tells me what to desire and he puts it in my heart, then I know what he's gonna call me through it. Amen. He's going to see me through it and he's going to make sure that I reach it into completion. The Bible says like this, that he that started a good work in you is able what to perform it to the day and to the, um, to the end. Amen. That he's able to complete what he's done. And oftentimes, brothers and sisters, what we find is that we want to sometimes be in rooms that God had no intention of us being in. What I find is oftentimes when I think about things that I want to do, things that I'm thinking about I want to do or establish or whatever, that my, oftentimes what I think is far below what God has for me. Oftentimes we find ourselves being that bird that's on the ground, using our legs to get around when God has called us to fly like eagles and to look over and that we'll be, to, we'll be the head and not the tail, that we ought to be the lender and not the borrower. But so many times though, we have made these self-proclaims and, and when we self-proclaim this, this is what we've done, is that we found and we made these resolutions in ourselves that said this is good enough when God has called us to be in a different room. He's called us to be in a different place. He's called us to be amongst different people. He's called us to go to another place, another situation, another circumstance, yet, what we find ourselves wondering: How do we get in the room? That we have some who make viral videos now, and we believe that's the thing to do because it's easy money, and and it's not as hard. It's harder to go viral than what you think, amen. So people find themselves subjecting themselves to all kinds of things, doing all kinds of things that they normally wouldn't do to try to get a laugh, or to try to get somebody to watch, or to get eyeballs to watch. Whatever they're trying to do, whether it's good or bad or silly, but it's trying to what to make themselves in a place instead of what using the gifts and the talents that God has given them, that God has already given us the blueprint, brothers and sisters, on how we get to the next level. How do I get into the room? I think about those of old. I think about the Daniels of um, biblical times. I think about the Moseses of biblical times. I think about the Paul, amen, of biblical times. I think about the Peter of biblical times. I think about all those apostles of old that have God would continually use them, and he used them on high levels. They just were not people who were just sitting around. I think about the Josephs and, and how God opened up doors and what God, in each and every circumstance, that their gift made room for them, amen, that we see that he took David and David was a shepherd and David went from a shepherd boy to a mighty warrior, from a mighty warrior um, to uh, uh, to a, a man who was now, what, running the kingdom, amen. But even in all these things that God, went, how do I get in the room? I'm going to give you, you know, six things that God is really clear in about in the Bible on how do you get into the room. That many of you, that you desire to be in rooms and you desire to be in things, but I'm asking, number one, does is it God's desire for you? Are you frustrating yourself because you're chasing something that God has never intended for you to have? Oh, come on, somebody. Because see, we have a tendency what to pick things that we want. We have a tendency to pick things because of other people. I think about it sometimes, like, why did I pick this? I picked this because somebody else had it. Or why did I pick this? Oh, I, I picked this because nobody else did have it, amen. But it was still based not off of what God wanted me to have, what God intended for me to walk in, not what God intended me to do. But I based it off of what someone else was doing, Therefore I came to my own um, understand of what I should do, and the Bible tells us very clearly: lean not into your own understanding, but in all your p- ways acknowledge Him, that He shall direct your path. What does that simply mean? It's like, Lord, I don't understand where You're taking me. Lord, I don't understand why this person wants to be in business with me, Lord, because I don't, you know, I don't feel good doing that particular thing, or I don't necessarily like that thing, Lord. I don't understand why these people keep asking me to come up here and work with them, and Lord, and I don't understand, Lord, why, Lord, it seems like my children are gravitating towards this, Lord, and this is not what we do, but maybe God is trying to what shift your atmosphere. Maybe God is trying to change some things. He's trying to change your mindset because the Bible said, let, let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. As a man, think if so is he. Amen. And what some of us got to do is we find as we walk into the year of Rehoboth is that there's got to be a thought process. There's got to be a thought change that we got to live better. Amen. We got to walk better. We got to talk better. That what well, we have the ability to do better, but we've not been challenged to do better. We've not been forced to do better. We've only been, what, the, that we've been good with the status quo. And I'm here to tell you today that as we walk into the year of of God has given us this year as the year of the double harvest. So I know that you have more than enough, that it's already in you, but now he's calling us to go to the next level that what We are to take these things and we are to expand them into the open spaces that God has already given us the territory. He's already told us that it's ours, but now it's what we got to do. What we got to answer the call. Number one that we find here is what? The call. So how do you pass? I'm glad that you asked. That what? The first thing, if you go back and we read in the first Peter, and in first Peter, the first thing he did is what? He called them. Amen. The Bible said that what? He called them. He said those that were, what? They were called. He said, but uh, but the God of grace who, what? Calleth us unto early eternal um, glory. Number one, are you called to do what you're doing? Are you called to do what you're doing? Are you just doing it because you're just doing it? Are you doing it because, you know, you feel like you're great at it? But look, if you're not called to do what you're doing, amen, then you're wasting, you you, you, you might be doing okay, but you're not reaching your full potential. You're not going as far and neat far, as, as wide as you can be. Watch this. <clears throat> See, there's some things that we like to do it don't necessarily mean that we're called to do them. There are things that I like to do. Don't necessarily mean that I'm called to do them. I like to do a lot of things, Amen. But I know I'm only called to a, a handful of things. I can talk about me. Maybe you got multiple callings, you know, and some people do, Amen. But I can talk about Peter that I, I have, you know. I know I'm called to a, a certain things. I'm called to a, a certain people, and look, and callings do change during the seasons, Amen. That God can be calling you to doing this thing and this thing, you know, is working together for His open, pur- um, His ultimate purpose. But the Bible says like this: that He that, you know, those He's called, what He's gonna what He's gonna justify, He's gonna season them, and He's gonna protect them, and He's gonna keep them. So the number one, I think, I ask you: you ask, how do I get in the room? Is it part of your call? And here's the thing about calling: sometimes we don't necessarily like our calling. Sometimes I get phone calls I don't want to get, but it doesn't mean that I don't answer the call. See, some of us that we're getting calls and we know there's, there's calls that we're getting, because we are getting these calls, we don't want to necessarily answer that call. Because so we like, it's not something that we like to do. It's not something that we 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 want to be a part of. It's, it's not something that we, we think is viable because we got our eyes on that really, really shiny coin. When God has a whole uh, a whole bag of coins over here for you on the other side, but you will call you, but you're, you're stuck on this because this is what everybody else has done. This is what everybody else you know, tells you you should do. This is where you've been subjected to walking before. And because what is familiar to you that you continue to go, do the familiar part. But you know, I remember there was a poem by the name by Robert Foster said, Taking the path that was less traveled. Amen. And yes, the path that's less traveled, sometimes they come with some brows, they comes with some stickers, and it comes with you being a trailblazer. But I'm here at the end of the day to tell you that you'll be all the better if you'll answer the call, that you will take the path that's less traveled. See, some of you what God is wants to do with you, you know, for you to get in the room, you gotta do something different. Those before you didn't get in the room. But God has called you to be in the room. And because he's called you to be in the room, then the way he has laid out a way, the Bible says like that, that, you know, the steps are a good man or what, they are ordered. So I'm here to tell you today that your steps are ordered, but you gotta be called. Amen. Are you answering the call? And just because he's called doesn't mean that you're answering. Amen. That God has called a number of people. He said, many what? Watch this. Many are called, but few are chosen. See, just because you you get called do not mean that you follow through on everything. So I can give you the blueprint to say, okay, this is the blueprint for you to make $10 million and I can give it to you for free. And almost nobody will follow it. Do you see what I'm saying? So, you know, the information and, and the, and the lack of, I mean, the, the, the ability to be called is, 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 is not the thing, but the thing is, is what us being able to, Follow through, and with that, if you go in there, Second Peter. What's the second thing he told them? He said, "Who he have called into eternal glory, um, um, by Christ Jesus." And after that, he said, "After year, what you have done? What you have suffered? Suffered a while. (laughs) See, nobody wants to suffer no more. Everybody wants what they want when they want it. They want it to happen. What overnight? Amen. That what there is. What there's a time that we do suffer, brothers and sisters." You know, he didn't say that it would be raining all I me and that it would be sunshine all the time. But sometimes we have to have the rain for that. But we can enjoy the sunshine. We have to have the rain so that the, the rain can come in and it can nourish the crops and break up the ground so that the ground is soft enough. So that that seed that's in the ground now can what, come forth because the ground was too hard for the seed to come forth. The ground was not right for the seed to come forth. And what? With this, it requires us to suffer. I know people don't want to hear that no more. Nobody wants to suffer. You know, to suffer sometimes just mean to wait. We want what we want when we want it. I wanted it yesterday. And if I ain't got it yes, you know, by yesterday, then I don't want it anymore. And I've been there. I can tell you all, I got a couple of t-shirts like that. But God is pulling us to the point and telling, you know, he said, well, if you'll suffer with me for a while, then you'll reign with me. Suffering is, 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 is sometimes can be tough. Some of us, you know, we look at things. Some of us, you know, suffer in our body. And we got situations in our families and sometimes in our marriages and our child situations. But I'm here to tell you today that God is faithful. So he told them what? If you will suffer with me. mm -hmm. He said, those who will suffer with me for a while. That what so this way is what part of this way is suffering part of this way. Is that what we wait and nobody wants to suffer, but that's what even when you get called, there's a timing that God has a divine timing for everything. And you know, if your gift is going to make room for you, there's gotta be a time that your gift is needed. And see, you gotta think about this thing in two different ways. Like when we talk about, you know, we often talk about the scripture Like I said, Proverbs 18, that my gift will make room for me. Well, why, why does the gift make room for you? Cause it gives you access. Because they need what you want, I mean, what you have. And because they need what you have, what they do is they make way for you even though they didn't want you there. Did y'all catch that? They make way for you. Why? Because their need is greater than their pride. Their need is greater than, than, than something. See, this is one thing I've learned. You know, you all know for a while I used to sell it, you know, well, I still do sell insurance and I have my own little insurance agency. And one of the things that I was... I'm worried about when I first got out there, you know, in this area, sometimes there can be some real racial, racial tension, amen. And especially with the older, you know, the older people. And I thought that here I am, this young black guy who's trying to be an agent that's going to have all these people's information. Are they going to treat me well? Do they, are they going to allow me to help them? And sometimes I did run into some situations where people took advantage of me and they took my information and they went and they did whatever else they wanted to do with it. But you know what, for the most part, what I did find is that when people need help, They don't care what you look like if I'm dying there on the ground from a heart attack, I don't care what you look like. You can be purple. You can be green. Amen. I hope that you're doing your pumps and you are giving me oxygen and keeping me until where I get established or until I get, you know, stable or whatever the case may be. And I hope that never happens. Amen. But if it does, I don't care. And the truth of the matter is many of you don't care is that if this person can help me, if they can open up the door, they can do this. I, I am all for it. And so many times, brothers and sisters, we miss uh, uh, you know, our blessing that God uh, has called us. Because sometimes we're we, we in situations and circumstances that, that our gift make room for us, and God wants us to do things, but we don't feel qualified. If he called you, the Bible said, if those who he called, he qualifies. So well, how did he qualify you? Through suffering. The Bible says like this, they that wait upon the Lord shall what? Renew their strength, they shall mount up as wings of an eagle, they shall run and not be weary, they shall walk and never faint. So what? While you what? While you're waiting, while you're suffering, while you're waiting and you're suffering, he's doing what? The Bible says it like this. He said, well, if you'll suffer, why what? I will make you perfect. What do you mean by make you perfect? I'm just reading it right from the Bible, amen. He will what? Make you perfect. You're hitting The perfection here is that he will make you perfect, that he will, will restore. How many of you know that sometimes you got to be restored? There are some things that you're just missing out of your life and you need to be restored. Watch this now. Perfection. What does he do? So perfection meaning that what? There is some pieces there. There's some things there, but there's some things missing. So after he calls you, you got to suffer a while. Why are you suffering? Because when you're suffering, you're breaking down. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but when I'm suffering, you know, things, you know, start. I started breaking down. I was like, Lord, why am I doing this? And Lord, I started doing what? I started doing some self-examination. I so, okay, God, is there some sin in my life? Is there sin in my camp? Lord, did I miss your mark? Lord, did I get myself in a situation, Lord? Was I wrong for this, Or Was I wrong for that? I started searching my mind over and trying to figure out, Lord, where did I miss the mark? And that's, it caused that suffering. caused what? Internal inflection. I mean, I'm reflection. And as I'm reflecting, then what? God starts to do what? He starts to restore me because I understand that I'm not my own that I've been bought with the price that is he that has made me and not we ourselves that what well, he is the, I'm the potter and I'm the clay and what he's doing he's making me over again so what then he restores me after I'm called then I suffer and then he builds me back up and when he builds me back up watch this he builds me the way He wants me to build. That I don't what lean into my own understanding, but He builds me. And when He builds me, He calls it perfect. Mm-hmm. He said that what I will make you what perfect if you will suffer. I'm just reading Bible today, five ten. He says if you will suffer for a while, then what I will make you perfect. And that what so what you're being made perfect while you suffer. Come on, I know this is not a shout you and run you over the church messages, but this is some message for somebody to be prepared for their year of over, over. That what that he wants to what that you have been called and you've been suffering for a while, but then this suffering, what is he doing? He's giving you new things and you're learning new stuff and you're understanding, you're being exposed to different things and, and finance and you're being exposed to things over here and, and and understanding this and working with people and understanding how people are and how they do business and all So, yes, you may be down for the moment, but why you down? For the moment what is he doing he's restoring you towards perfection and as he restores you towards perfection that what we are to embrace it because what the call is not mine the call is his and i'm not my own i've been bought with the price and since i've been bought with a price then my job is what to suffer and know that what restoration is coming that he will restore now the bible said after what you suffer for a while that what He will will make perfect. And then after he will make perfect, then what he would do? He said that what? He will what? Strengthen. So why does he this? We strengthen next. Why is the strength coming after this? I am glad that you asked. Because see, once you have a thing, you think about the Bible talks about him being the potter and that we are the clay. And if you ever seen a potter on a potter's wheel, as he's turning that wheel, that clay is what? In a a point that it can be manipulated. It can be shaped. It can be molded. But then it has to come to a a point with the clay that the clay has to what? Go through through curation. It has to be cured. And what I mean by cured that what? What happens is that the clay is dried to a point that what? Now it becomes hardened. Oh, come on somebody. That it becomes hardened. And what God does is once he gets us to perfection and he works to restore us and puts us where he wants us to be, because what we'll be perfect for that call. Doesn't mean that I'm a perfect person. Doesn't mean that I always get it right, but I'll be perfect for for the room that he's about to call me into. Why? Because I need to be perfect. Just like he called Moses into a room. That Moses was perfect for that room. Yes, Moses had a stuttering problem. Yes, Moses had this and he had that. But Moses was perfect for the room that God has called him into. And I'm here to tell you today, brothers and sisters, that you will be perfect for the room that God has called you into. So that what? You got to be careful to make sure that you ain't calling yourselves into this room, but that he has called you into this room. Because if he called you into this room, you're going to be what? You're going to go into the room and you're not going say nothing because you got to suffer a while. You got to understand the room. You got to read the room. You got to understand what's going on in the room. You got to understand when you can say what you can say and say what needs to be said that God, God has put you in the room to be able to speak to the room. But there is a time and season for you to be able to speak to the room that way. There's a point of what perfection and things that are going in on you and that he's continuing to massage you. And then what in that he's strengthening you. Uh huh. So what I mean by that, I, I give you a case in point. I'll never forget when I first got onto the board and when I was onto this on this, on this board, um, when I first walked into the room, I got the call. <laughs> they called me. They said, well, will you be on this board? And I was like, I, I, I don't know. But then they had me wait a while. In fact, I waited almost a year. Before I got on that board, and then when I got on that board, and I started to understand what I did, is I shut my mouth in the room, cause I knew I didn't know anything. I didn't want them to know that I didn't know anything. But what at the same time, I didn't know that many of them didn't know it a whole lot. Amen. But you don't know, amen. So I was there in the room, and I was trying to read the room, and I was trying to understand and and understand, you know, why I was there and why God had opened that door for me. And as I was there, then I started to get in committees, and I started to work, and I started to work with other people, and they started to. Teach me things, and I start to understand things, and I start to understand the things that I didn't understand. Amen. So, one thing that's, you know. That's powerful is one for one to know the things that they don't understand. So while I was in the room, I was understanding the things that I didn't understand. So I could ask questions and I can ask questions offline and I can ask questions intelligently and I can ask questions and different atmosphere. Why? Cause I was working towards perfection and God was strengthening me and and he was restoring it. He was putting me in a place where a position that where one day I might be heard. See to to be heard, you you got to hear somebody else, Amen. So then, as he did that, what did he do? He strengthened me until I got to a point that what one day I would be what established, Amen. The Bible said the next thing he did, I'm mean, just in verse five and ten. He said the next thing he did is what that he will establish you, mm-hmm. that he will what that he will establish you. Uh, I got a screen full of stuff here today. Let me get this one down here. That he will what? He will establish you. So the next piece in this, that God will establish you. What do you mean establish you? He established you that what? That now what? That you are, when you are established, what happens is there's a confirmation. Mm-hmm. There's a a solidifying of the ground. There's a, a strengthening of, 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 of that position that what? That it's there and it's here not to change. See, once God strengthens you, then what? You can't be out there just changing. Mm-hmm. See, once I got to a certain part that people kind of understood, okay, now he's starting to establish who he is. He's starting to establish this authority that under my administration, people expected certain things. And why? Because I was starting to establish who I was and how I treated people and how I worked with people and, and how you know my reputation would be and how I would like things and all. This. So that was an establishment. I will never forget when I was like a department chair, You know, I had my admin that I spent the first month or two treating her, um, of, of tr- not treating her, but training her of how I like things done and how I would like to receive my paperwork or how I would like to have this or, or how I would like to cause or how I would like to interact with students and all these kind of things. Why? Because I knew which things would work best for me, which times were good for me. I knew which times and times that I had things that I had to do. So what? God will work to what? establish you. Here at the Safe House Church, God has been what? still working to establish us here in the Greensboro area. We know that we've been called. We've been suffering for a while. And through this pandemic and through the last two or three years that God has been working us to perfection. Many of you read your Bible more now than you ever read. Many of you pray way more than you ever prayed. Some of you now, you're at the point that you pray every single day if it's only on her, on, her, on the, the corporate prayer call with us, amen. But that's what? That's growth, amen. Because you what? you could have chose to stay in the bed. You could have chose to get that extra 30 minutes. You could have chose to roll over. Many of you now, you're tired more consistently than you ever tied before. And God has blessed you. and He's continued to open up the doors. He's continued to make ways for you. But now it's to the next level. Now he's starting to strengthen you, that you can stand on your own two feet, that if I miss a Sunday or two, that you're going to be okay, you're not going to jump off the deep end, amen, that you're going to be still safe. If pastor decided to make a bed in the hell, it's not going to mean that you're going to go and make your bed in hell, because now what you are strengthening, and now God has gotten to the point that he's establishing the who you are in the earth, and now your call is starting to make room for you. Why? Because now I know what I need to get and what you're good for. That's called establishment. As you know, my, we know, we move here in this area here. And I was telling my wife, you know, my wife, y'all know she does these crafts. And she was doing really good. And then we moved from the area, amen. And she was worried about how do we get reestablished and how do we do this. And I said, baby, your gift is going to make room for you. So, you know, as she started to do her things and started to do her decorations here at the house, people stopped by the house and asked and said, um, where did you get that? And then she has the opportunity now to say, oh, I made it. And now what is God doing? He's establishing her all over again. Y'all see what I'm saying? What you do will establish you. Watch this. And here's the thing about what you do. Sometimes it ain't always got to be something that you like to do. I remember as children that my mom would tell us to come over here and say, look, you need to go over here. And would call us and say, well, come over here and maybe wash these dishes. Or come over here and clean this room. Watch this. My mom called. It was not something that I wanted to do, but it was something that I needed to do. See, sometimes in your calling, God is even in that call establishing a call inside of a call. That call sometimes can be nested. And that he's calling you to this so he can make you perfect for this. See, I firmly believe that, you know, me spending the time that God had put me on the board was for me to be able to see how big business runs. So what, that I can bring it back here to the safe house church, amen. And the safe house church has already been better because of my time on the board. It was not just about me being on the board, but I understood some things about real estate. I understood some things about big business. I understood some things about stocks. And I understood some things about how to do business and how to go to the banks and how to get money and how to ask for certain things and, and which what the what language to use and when to go and how to approach this how to approach them and, and what God is using all these things for the establishment of the kingdom. So now that I've learned these things, then what? Now He's brought me in this atmosphere, amen. And we did good work over there, but now it's it's about kingdom work. So now I take those things that I learned. All those degrees I got, all these degrees that you got, God has taken all these things and what, therefore the establishment of the kingdom. What is it that you do when you're established? So just because, you know, I, I knew people, you know, I know some people who are barbers like just because they cut hair and they cut hair well didn't mean that's what they necessarily wanted to do. Because they had a desire, but then God had a desire for us. That their gift made room for them to make money this way. See me at heart, I like to think really at my heart, I think I might be an entrepreneur, but God has given me this gift to teach. God has given me this ability to articulate um, hard things and be able to put them in, in a way. So I understand that what I desire is not what maybe he desires. So what I tell him, God, and I have to constantly remind, this is why I have to take what the Bible said, humble yourself. When I'm humbling myself, what I mean by that is that that's something that I might want to do that God doesn't necessarily want me to do. Because see, you got to remember, brothers and sisters, we always have competing interests. The devil is always there seeking what? whom he can devour. His job is to get you thrown off the track. His job is to get you all, all focused. And then what? You'll be what? Like a ship without a sail. You'll be wandering around. And we got so many of us who are wandering around because we're that ship without a sail because we're not focused because somebody asked us to do something that we necessarily didn't want to do when God has called us to do it but you want to do something else. Woo! Come on, Holy Ghost. They ain't got to say amen but I know it's right anyway. But see, this this is the problem here so some of us you wonder it's like well i want out of this marriage and i want out of this why because i just don't feel right but you know what maybe it's not for you to feel right that your feelings cannot be the reason your marriage is established amen that it's what a commitment that you made to christ oh come on i ain't telling anybody to stay in a marriage that you're getting your head beat up inside the head but some of us it's because of what we want i don't feel right I'm here to tell you that there's a lot of days I don't feel like getting up here preaching. There's a lot of days I don't feel like getting up over in the morning. But I understand it's not about my feel. It's about my goal. And that which he's established. So there's a suffering for a while. And he's building to perfection. And what I happen, I find is that, you know, as the longer I stay in this, that now what I look forward to doing this. I look forward to it. Yes, it's it a grind sometimes to get up and have to read and read and say, Lord, what are you saying? And seeking his face and seeking. And at the last minute sometimes, still don't know what I'm going to say almost before I get up here. And say, Lord, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, you got to speak today because I just do not know. But I understand. <laughs> it's, it's, it's part of the call. So that way I am established. Why do people come to you? Because you're Established. Let me give you case some point. You know, know, some people come to you sometimes and say, well, I want you to pray for me because I know you can get a prayer through. <laughs> See, I remember back when we was in the building all the time that people, you know, especially when you know, I was in you know, other churches coming up, there were certain people that people want to pray for them all the time. Well, I want Sister um, Josephine to pray for me. Why? Because I believe that Sister Josephine can get a prayer through. She's been established that her prayers have been answered. So therefore, she got a line and all the other people here, ain't nobody getting Nobody else wants to be prayed for by them. Not that their prayers any less effective, but she has what? It been established. And because she's been established, then watch this. People have confidence. Not in just her, but confidence in what God would do through her. And what I'm telling you that God said what in the word right here he said that what he will establish you that what people know what you do, and you know what what you do is what's gonna get you in the room. Last piece here, and I'm gonna be quiet, and I'm gonna go on and take my seat or take my couch or whatever the case may be. The last piece I want to bring to you today is consistency. The Bible says this, and I just got this straight out of the word of God, y'all. 1 Peter 5 and 10, it says that what? After you have what? Suffered a while, I will make you perfect. I will establish you. I will strengthen you. And what? I will settle you. Settle means consistent. How many of you are consistent in your gifting? How many of you are consistent in what you do? See, I know I can get on the prayer call in the morning because I know somebody's going to be there because y'all are consistent and I appreciate it. I know we get here and we go forward that way. I can depend on certain ones for certain things. Why? Because they have established themselves and they've shown themselves to be consistent. And therefore, what consistency eases worry. Consistency eases worry. If I know this is my wife's thing and she consistently, like, I I don't even worry about Felicia's work. I know it's going to be consistently good because that's what she is. And people come to rely on that. And why? That's what gets you into the room because you're consistently being good. Whatever it is that God has called you to do. Whether it's your, on your job that you consistently answer the phone better than anybody else. If it's, if it's in your house that you consistently cook this chicken better than anybody else. that we all have something that we can, can consistently do better than anybody else. Because once he has established you now it's your job to what? To do it consistently. So that what? If I find you that you always doing it good. Mm-hmm. Now, consistent doesn't mean perfection. Consistent don't mean that I always get it right, but consistent does mean this. It means that I have got it right a lot more times than I've got it wrong. See, I heard a quote the other day that just kind of messed me up. It's kind of just changed my whole trajectory of how I've been thinking. And the quote says this: that a profession, I mean, that amateurs, that amateurs do a thing till they get it right. That an amateur will practice a thing till they get it right. But a professional will practice it until they cannot get it wrong. Did you catch that? That an amateur would do a thing until they get it right. But a professional does a thing until they cannot get it wrong. So when I think about professional athletes, when I think about what makes a professional athlete an athlete, well... But I look at, you know, this year, you know, football was the football season has been winding down, and we had one of the local teams there in the championship. And these were high school kids, so they're amateurs, and sometimes they drop passes. Sometimes they, they, they miss the blocks. hmm. Sometimes they were missing stuff that was what we would call routine catches and things like that. Why? Because these were things that you were expected to be able to do if you're in that position. But then when I look at the games that may come on today, they are guys who make spectacular catches. Those are guys who are the ones that they're supposed to catch. They always catch. That's why they're professionals. And watch this. We pay for them being professionals. Watch this. What are we paying for? We're paying not only for their gift, but what we're really paying for is their consistency. Did you catch that? See, I, I I was a bit Michael Vick fan. Hey, man, I got to see him play in college, and you know, I never got the, the pleasure of seeing him play in the pros. But I knew that was one thing was consistently that I knew that he was gonna be a, he was gonna perform. It was gonna be something he was gonna do that was just freakish. And you know what? I would pay I paid good money to see it. Why? Because I knew it was something that number one, I did not I wasn't called to play football like that. I didn't go through the things that he went through to play it. I didn't do the work that he's done to do it. I'm not established like he was, and I can't be consistent. I, I might can do it one time, but he can do it 50 times. I pay for consistency. You know what people look for in relationships? Despite everything else, they look for consistently consistency. And I'm looking for you to be consistently who you are. Why? Because then I know when I need you, I know where you are. And this is what the Bible says in Proverbs 18. It says, and your, a man's gift shall make what? Room for him. Why does it make room for him? Because when I need you, I know where you are. So here's the here's the catch. You don't quit doing what you're doing. I'm just not in need of you yet. You don't quit what you're doing. I'm not in need of you yet. See, you know, and I keep going back to my wife's craft thing because that's the thing that keeps coming to mind. Like, this is the season that everybody wants to decorate their house. Uh-huh. This is the season that they want to do all these things. But see, the truth of the matter is, my wife was making those wreaths back in October. She was doing these decorations and stuff in, in, in August. She was already looking for stuff in September, and she was looking for stuff in June. Why? When nobody else was paying attention. She was building. She was establishing. She was strengthening. She was putting stuff together and putting it in storage. And then came what? The season that people were looking for things. And now what, she has a inventory that people can just pick from it and say, okay, here's all the things I have and you can buy from here. And now what, the gift is making room for her. Watch this. Now what if she waited to the last minute? What if somebody gets on the phone today and says, oh, well, I want you to do this, this, and this. She doesn't have the things. She's not prepared. And it happens sometimes. Not because she's not being prepared, but she didn't have the materials and stuff. But... Do you see what I'm saying? So what, when you consistently, for instance, why do we in prayer? Cause what, there's gonna be a, you know, I know some morning, some of you don't wanna get in prayer. There's some morning to be honest, I don't wanna be there. I'm gonna just be honest. But I understand, I gotta consistently show up. Cause that might be the morning that one of y'all are going through. I need you to consistently show up. Cause that might be the morning that I'm really going through. And, and, and I need to lean on your prayers and know that you're there. Do you see what I'm saying? consistency matters. You're, you're talking to someone who's been married 20 years, and my marriage is far from perfect. I've done some dumb stuff. I've said some dumb stuff. I've gotten in some dumb things. And like I tell you, some people, my middle name has became I am sorry. I am sorry. <laughs> but what I understand that there's a consistently consistency there, my wife can consistently know that I'm going to do some certain things. There's some things that I consistently know that she's going to do. Whether we in love for this season or we out of love because you go through those things some season we all in love and we can't get enough of each other then there's some season that I almost probably repair her like deep bug repellents, right? I'm just a mosquito. I'm on her nerves. And that's such as life because what we're human and we're growing and we're changing and, and our bodies are moving and we got moves and we got feelings and we got all these other things and stuff that bothers us. But that consistency. And one thing about Christ, Christ has always been for us. He's been consistent. Even when you have not been consistent. Even when you want to throw in the towel. He's always been consistent. And all he saying, how do you get into the room? Be consistent. That's what gets you in the room. Consistently do what you do. And maybe they don't need it today. Maybe they don't need it tomorrow. Maybe they don't need it in this five years. But if you consistently do what you do, And the Bible said, well, in due season, in due season. So people ask sometimes, I know they wonder, why have y'all just given up? We being consistent. If anything, you can determine this ministry is going to be consistent. May not be the biggest. I'm definitely not the best preacher. I'm definitely not the best singer, but I'm going to be consistent. I'm going to be, I know I was called. I'm going to, you know, I suffer like everybody else. I'm working on the gift. I'm working on perfecting the gift. He's already established us and he's continuing to open up more doors for us here in this area. And all he's asking us to do is what? Be consistent. So I ask you today, examine your life. Where have you not been consistent at? You want to get in the door? You want to get in the room? Be consistent in something. Be consistent in that which he's called you to do. I might call you to wash the dishes. You might not like washing the dishes, but that's what I asked you to do. So I want you to be the best dishwasher you can be. But see, what you don't understand is why I miss Daniel, is when I got you out there painting that fence, I'm teaching you some things. See, I love that movie, The Karate Kid, because there's so many life lessons in there. It was more than just a movie. It was, it was, it was, it was, a, it was a sermon. Wax on, wax off. Oh, you got me out here cleaning your car. You just want me to clean all your cars. You got me out here painting your fence. You just got me doing busy work. Mm-hmm. Yes, you. But you do it and you consistently do it. And I've seen God in my life take me from glory to glory to glory to glory. Even to the things now. Even what God is now called me to go do in Texas. And what he's opening up the door for me to do in Texas. What they're asking me to do, I learned how to do almost 20 years ago. But it took 20 years to perfect it. Mm. (laughs) Woo! Come on, I hope that inspired somebody right there. It's taken 20 years to perfect it. It's taken 20 years for it to be established. And all I got to do is consistently do it. I've been doing it for 20 years. And watch this. Then God takes that, and he just takes you to another level. So remember, if any of you watch that movie, you know what happens. He starts complaining, and that's how we are. Well, Lord, well, he did this. You ain't taught me how to throw not one punch, blah, blah, blah. And he's telling him, like, look, your best offense is your defense. Because if you don't get hit, you can stand to fight some more. And then he starts throwing punches at him. And all of a sudden, no way, he finds himself protecting himself and use the skills that he didn't even know he possessed. He learned that while he was suffering, Alright? And then once he saw that, what did he do? All of a sudden now he wants to be, he wants to perfect it and become established and then walk in consistency. All God wants us to do is consistently live right, consistently live a holy life. He knows that we miss the mark sometimes. That's why he said, my grace is sufficient. You're not listening to a perfect man. I I need his grace more than anybody else. But what you are listening to is one who's consistent. I'm here. You're here. And that consistency. Let, if we're talking in Bible terms, what does that mean? Faithfulness. How many of you are faithful to the call? Ask yourself today, Is there a re, can you have a recommitment in your life To be faithful. He said, what? I call you to be faithful over a few things, and I'll make you ruler over what? Many. God is looking for faithfulness. Will you be consistent on do what I call you to do, even when you didn't want to do it? When you go over there and you cut the grass, well, even when you don't want to do it. When you go over there and you wash the dish, I know that you got greatness inside of you. I know that he's called you to do this. I know he's called you to do that. And I think about it in terms now that now we've been pastoring for a couple of, you know, a few years now. And I think about the things that I used to do. I think about when I was doing Bible study and won't nobody showing up. It prepared me for this when sometimes people didn't show up to church. I think about the times I was studying and I was trying to understand. And it helps me, what, now to prepare for sermons. I think about those times that I was, you know, driving many, many miles. And that and now it's preparing me to that. okay, this is time. This is preparation time. This is time to pray. And this is time to understand. So, remember, nothing's new under the sun. And all these things, the Bible says, like they said, all these things work together for the good of them um, who love the Lord, who are, what, called According to his purpose. So you want to know how to get in the room? That's how you get in the room. You be called into the room. You be willing to suffer a little while. He didn't say said long while. He said just a little while. You have suffered for a while. It's gonna cost you something. It's not free. These things that. God is open up. There's some things going. Many of you know, not only did we prepare for a sermon last night, I was up doing other stuff. But there's that's a cost to be paid for this. Then you, you perfected me. You're gonna what, not just do it till you get it right, but do it till you can't get it wrong. That's perfection. Do it till you can't do it wrong. Do it when you're on your head. Do it when you have sleep. You know, that's what I'm looking for. That's what God is, is trying to establish in us, is that can you do it when you when you have sleep can you do it and, and when you have, that's when we get to that part then what then he will establish us when you need it i know where you are when i need it i know where you are cuz think i'll tell you this and i told you all this earlier people will find you when they need you they just have not come to need you yet last story and i'm going to close I promise. <laughs> you know, during the pandemic, you know, I used to have a little tutoring business and I was helping people. And I, you know, I didn't, want, I wasn't chasing it hard. I wasn't. It was just, let me have this one here or there. A lot of people that I knew from, you know, former churches or people who just knew that, you know, I was a mathematician and they would call me up and ask. But during the pandemic, something happened. I was getting so many calls to the point I just started turning people away. The Bible said that what the blessings of God will run you over, take you down and over. I mean, over run you over and overtake you. I had so many calls; it was not enough hours in the day. I think I was tutoring. My wife would tell you I would literally tutoring from like ten o'clock in the morning to like eight, almost nine o'clock at night, and I still had people waiting. I just could not do it. It was just so much the overflow. I didn't you know people knew what I did, and you know what. When they needed me, they found me. I ain't had to go out there. I ain't had to go do a whole bunch of advertising. I established that, look, this is what I do. I tutor. And you know what? I hadn't established that I tutored in years. But somebody remembered, more than one somebody, they remembered that I did this. So they called. And that call, somebody else called. And then that person told somebody else and then that call and they think I know I was consistently doing this. Almost to the point it could have almost been a full time job. Now, I hope that you take that story, which is a true story, by the way, apply it to your life. What is it that you do? And to be honest, me being I'm not. You no, know, I know I'm called to be a mathematician. There's no question about that. But tutoring is not my favorite thing to do. It's probably one of my least favorite things to do, to be honest, because it's reasons hard. Why? Because I don't know what you don't know. It's like you asking me to come into the spot and fix you in an hour. That's very tough to do because usually you have a lot more issues than just that. So it can be tough unless there's a consistent relationship. You know, but I don't mean to go down that tangent. But it can be tough. But this is what I'm called to do. So I do it. I perfected it. I'm getting every time I do it, I get better at it. And then what? Well, I'm begin becoming more established. And I'm consistently there. So last thing I'm gonna ask you to do, and I'm done. And I'll tell you I was gonna close, and I am. I want you to write down these six things. Write them down, put them in your journal. I want you to meditate them all, all med- meditate on. Meditate on them all week. First Peter let me put the let me put the scripture back up here. First Peter 5 and 10. That's where they came from. I don't make stuff up. I just put whatever God gives us. It'll come right out the Bible. Let's see if I put it right there for you. There you go. First Peter 5 and 10. He says this, and I'll leave you with this. But the God of all grace who have called us unto eternal glory by Christ Jesus. After that, ye have, you know, you are called unto glory. And he's eternal glory by Christ Jesus. After that, ye have suffered a while, for a little bit, that he will make you perfect. He will restore. He will establish. Mm-hmm. He will strengthen. Mm-hmm. And he will settle you, make you consistent. God bless you all. I love you all. I hope that this message has been... A blessing to you. I hope that you took heed. I gave you a million dollar formula today. No, not a million. A billion dollar formula. Every business that you can see. Every business that you know has followed this. Do they do what they do? They had to work, go through some things in the beginning. They worked out the bugs. They got better at it. Now you know who they are. And what? Now they're consistent. If I want a, if I want a cheeseburger, I know I'm going to McDonald's they told me that the Golden Arcs got, got the best fries. They've established themselves as that. Never have a, a working ice cream machine, but they got some good fries, right? And we know that. So if I want them, I go there. If I want a chicken sandwich, y'all know, you flood Chick-fil-A. You know who they are. I remember what Chick-fil-A was. Oh, my God. It was just that little place in the mall. Some of y'all remember? Now look at them now. They up there and they ride around McDonald's and they only open six days a week Consistency consistently make that great chicken sandwich Are y'all getting this this morning, I don't see anybody saying that but I hope that you're getting this They can just open six days a week and make the money they need And I know folk be mad that they're not open on Sunday but they said, well, we do well enough that we don't have to be open. Thank you, But look how bold that is. We do well enough that we're going to make sure we show God respect. And we're not even going to open on Sunday. And yet they have lines. i have not all around the block everywhere you go consistently. And that's what God is going to do for you and I. God bless you all. I love you all. I hope that this message has been a blessing to you on today. The call. Suffer. Perfection. Strengthen, establish, consistency. He's got your back. First Peter five and ten. Would you be so kind if the Lord has put on your heart to bless us in tithing offering? Here at the Safe House Church, um, we are run. Um, here at the Safe House Church, we do our tithes and offers by way of the cash App. Cash out. You can find us at Dollar Sign Safe House Church GSO. Again, at Dollar Sign. Safehouse Church safehousechurchgso or paypal.me forward slash ministry again it's paypal.me forward slash ministry the bible says this in saint luke six and 38 and um six and thirty it says give and it shall be given unto you good measure press down and shaken together and run over shall men give unto your bosom god bless you all love you all thank you for all that you've done to help this ministry go forward and thank you for your continued support take care All right, God bless you all. Love you all. Um, look forward to a fantastic week. Amen. I hope that this message today found you exactly where you are, that you'll be consistent in the call that God has called you there. We call it faithfulness. Amen. God bless you all. Love you all. You all take care and have a tremendous day. Rest of the day. Make sure you spend time with your families and enjoy the ones you love. God bless you. Love you. Bye-bye.